a seat. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God, amen. So this past week, um, I, I, I played soccer for the first time in, in six, seven months. Completely out of shape, like, because, you know, I recovered from COVID, thank God, and, and I'm good, so I said, you know, I need to get back in shape. So I went to go play. And I was about to vomit just from being out of shape. Like, I, I couldn't even catch my breath. And the best feeling in the world was, was when I asked for the sub to come in and I could sit down and just crash on the, on the field and drink some water. It was the most refreshing feeling in the world that you're going, you're pushing, 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 but to be able to relax and let your, your, your muscles relax and I'm able to catch my breath before I throw up on the field it, and to drink that water, it was so refreshing. You maybe maybe not have experienced uh, you know about to throw up maybe you have and then and then you you know be able to relax and you, you feel good, but you have felt a feeling of like refreshment. Maybe for you it's that cup of coffee after Sunday liturgy. That's for sure for me. Maybe uh, if for you it's something. It's something where you're like ah you just unwind, relax. That's your show. That's your drink. That's whatever, and you are refreshed. I know you have experienced that. I also know that you experience pain. I know that you do experience those nights. You're like, where is this going? What does tomorrow hold? When will this ever be resolved? When will God make it clear? Why is God making this more difficult than it has to be? I know you have had that. I know I have had that. It's part of the human experience. We, have, we do experience refreshment that ah, we also experience that pain, that agony, that stress, that anxiety. Something stuck out to me in today's psalm. What I love, I, I say this so much, I know, but what I love about the psalms, that it isn't King David just going and saying, um, sorry, let me do this because we're streaming people downstairs. I'm, uh, they don't need to see me. It's okay. They can hear me. <laughs> um, what was I saying? Oh, King David. So what I love about how King David uh, prays or how he journals, let me use the word journaling, the way he journals and how he talks to God. It, it isn't always, thank you, Jesus, for this wonderful day, and, and thank you for, it, it's, it's not like a third grade prayer. There's nothing wrong with third grade prayer, but I'm saying it's not that. It's, it's, it's tremendous amount of emotion and pain. When he is joyful and just filled with refreshment from embracing God's love, he elaborates on that. When he's in tremendous amount of pain and isolated and, and kind of can't even find hope, he, 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 he writes that down. When he wants to vent to God and say, why? why, 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 why me? Why this pain? You couldn't do it any other way? He vents that out. I, that's why I love so much about King David, that through his, his, his regrets and poor decisions in life, that he still found God through it. And this is why for us, we honor him, we venerate him, we read his words in every liturgical service. Actually, the biggest percentage of our ancient liturgical prayers are found in the Psalms. Like, we put so much weight because of how genuine and authentic and vulnerable he was with God. He said these words. This is today's psalm. You have caused men to ride over our heads. Let's pause right there. He said, God, you have caused people to come and attack me. Maybe we can't, we don't relate unless you are in the battlefield. I don't know, you're not actually, but 
you, 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 so we can't really re relate to the, to, the, to, to the literal fact that he's being attacked in battle. But you have definitely felt the emotion. You have caught, like, God, you have caused men to ride over me. You have allowed them to betray me. You have allowed me to feel this hurt, this pain. God, you have caused men to ride over our heads. We went through fire and through water. We went through fire and through water. What is he pointing out? Say that again. Very good. Man, usually that's it. That's the whole sermon. You took all my notes. Yeah. Exactly. King David is saying, I, I, I have gone through water and through fire. I've basically gone through hell. But you brought us out to rich fulfillment. Fire and water, like Nader beautifully said, can be good and can be bad. Fire can be really good on a cold night. You have it a bonfire. It can be great. It can also be bad. You know how that goes. Water can be extremely refreshing, especially when you're out of shape and playing soccer. But water can also be very bad. It can be drowning. King David used, out of any other term he could have used to describe his pain, he says, we, look, make it personal. I went through fire and I went through water, but you have brought me into rich fulfillment. For us, we have every right to view this issue, this pain, this sickness, this, 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 this thing that can't, is not being resolved, this thing that I'm, I'm just praying continuously about. It's, it's okay for us to look at it and say, this is fire. This, this is drowning me. I can't even breathe. I can't even catch a break. It's one thing after another. It's okay for us to look at it like that. But for us to know, that is my limited view of my issue. That's my limited view of my problem. But there is someone who has my problem, which feels like me going through water, me drowning. This does feel like I'm, I'm burning. It is in the palm of my heavenly Father's hand. Yeah, to me, my optics, this problem is hell. This problem is drowning. This problem is fire. But I know through it, I am being refined. For those who watched the eight last week, I mentioned one of my favorite things that St. Peter said. Him talking about him going through so much pain and agony. He says, yeah, I'm going through fire. But through the fire, I am being refined to come out better than gold. Maybe we, maybe we don't relate because, you know, I'm, at least I've never done the whole clay thing and, and you put it through fire and you come out gold. But we know that's a, it's a beautiful analogy. That in the, in the midst of, of just taking a bunch of dirt and clay and mud and whatever, if I put it through the furnace, what comes out? Pure gold. It's easy for us to lose sight of the big picture. And I love how King David captures both as he's journaling, as he's praying, as he's venting. You have caused men to write over my head. I went through fire, I went through water. But you have brought me into rich fulfillment. Actually, if you look at the Septuagint, which is the original translation of the psalm, he says, you have brought me into refreshment. And I love that translation better. You have brought me into refreshment. Yes, this stinks. But through it, I will come out and find fulfillment. I will find refreshment. This is why water is an integral part to the first century church. This is the central component of the, the sacrament of baptism. This is the central component that after you abide in Jesus in communion, the priest goes around and blesses you with water. It's not, um, you know, just wet your clothes kind of thing. 
It's to remind you and to remind me that, that, that water can, can, can refine me. That yes, that this is a reminder of my baptism. And what is baptism? There's death and there's life. There has to be something that goes down. There has to be something to come up. So when we are blessed with the water, it's something to remind me, okay, some, okay this problem that I have, this issue that I have, is going to, to, to cleanse me, is going to, to, to purify me. Like, I know God is using this for my benefit. God is working all, threading all the issues, all, all the problems, is threading it for my edification. This should be what's going through us as we are blessed through water. This is why water is an integral part to home blessings, to, to blessing to, to any item. It's for to say, this item is for my edification. This, the, the blessing of this house, blessing of me, the blessing of my problem, this issue, this pain, this anxiety, is going to be for my edification. When, how, what's the mechanism, what's the details? That's not my job. I'll leave it up to him. If he wants to reveal that to me, great. If not, cool. I know that this is for my benefit. This is for my benefit. This is for my edification. Jesus is wanting to take the water, which seems like is drowning us, but in reality, he's using it to purify us. We hate suffering. We hate suffering. Especially Americans, us, we hate suffering. We want, what I want, I want it delivered. I don't want it delivered, I want it now. I want it in two days, I want it right on my door, I want convenience. It's not loading, turn off the Wi-Fi, I'll pull it up on my phone, I need it now. It's, I, we hate suffering, whatever it might look like. Some, the, my, my, the website's not loading, refresh. Uh, the thing's not coming soon enough, I, I need it now. We, we don't want suffering in any shape or form. And forgive me, I, this is a loaded topic and I just want to mention this really quickly. We hate suffering to the point where we like to make it look pretty, where we say, that's just who you are. Just be true to yourself. Be who you were intended to be. This is the language that we hear. It sounds so liberating. If I am struggling with any type of sexual, I don't want to say dysfunction, but uh, like I, I'm tempted by, by being off balance sexually, in whatever case that might be, with, with a habit, with an addiction, with, with a, a, an attraction, whatever the case might be, it's all the same. I'm off balance sexually. By this beautiful gift of my sexual health, I'm off balance. What does the world tell me? Just be true to who you are. We don't want to suffer. We don't want to question and say, okay, I'm having these thoughts, I'm having this urge, I'm having this attraction. Kind of seems a little bit off. I, I'm a little bit confused. But instead of trying to find out the truth or trying to find life in it, what do we say? What do we hear from outside? Be true to yourself. Stand up for who you are. Stand up for what you believe. Then I say, okay, I don't need to suffer anymore. Mark my words. There will be so much like, benefit to the church the second that we have the story of a saint who admits of struggling with, with some type of sexual, whatever, my, my sexual attraction or, or, or a habit, whatever the case might be. And we have in the cynic, sorry, his story of his struggle, but him finding victory through it. And this is what gives us life. Life was when we look at the, the stories of the saints and see their struggle, see how they dealt with anger, how they dealt with isolation, how they dealt with pain, and how they found Jesus through it. Now imagine us having a story of a saint who struggled with something sexually. And that, give, that, that gives us an icon of, of, our, of, of how we need to persevere in our own struggle, whatever the case might be, if it's sexual or not. But this, could be for, th this, will, be a this will be so countercultural to America because we are heard all the time. Stand up for what you believe. Stand up to what, what's true to you. If I told you, 
I, don't, I, I should have thought of an example so I don't make a fool of myself, but if I told you, uh, like, you know, I have this chronic anger issue that anytime somebody, like, talks to me, I just yell at them. You wouldn't tell me, it's okay, Father, be true to yourself. If this is who you are, you should be true to yourself. You wouldn't tell me that. So why would you tell that, do that to anybody else? We avoid suffering. We avoid suffering. But why can't we embrace suffering like King David says? Man, this stinks. People are riding over my head. I am going through water. I'm going through fire. The world tells us to stop right there. You're going through it, just own it, embrace it. This is who you are. But let's add the second part. You have brought me into rich refreshment. I saw this this week on CNN.com. Uh, I was you know, looking up stuff about the inauguration, and I saw this. I think it's an ad, or, an, or I didn't even click on it. 17 products for anyone who struggles to relax. 17 products. I mean, that's clickbait right there. You want to click on it. You want to see what are those 17 products. You want to see if you have any of that, of what else you need to order from Amazon to see, I mean, make sure you get all 17 at your door in the next two days. 17 products for anyone who struggles to relax. We are so pulled toward this, just to relax. And we think, if I can scroll a little bit more, if I can, if I, if I can just get that new headphone, man, that, that will help me relax. That will help me like, release some of that pressure, that anxiety, that pain, those sleepless nights. We don't want to embrace the issue. We don't want to embrace the fire or the water that we're going through. We want to find rich fulfillment, not in the one whose our lives are in his hand. We want to find rich fulfillment in what? In other things. And this, this, this drink, this show, this next show, the, the, the next thing I'm going to scroll, the, 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 that, the, that's, that's, the, this is what we're surrounded with. For us to find rich fulfillment, for us to find refreshment in this capacity. I'm sure you've seen this picture before. Do you ever find rich fulfillment like this? Do you ever find rich fulfillment of embracing who Jesus is? Have you ever felt refreshment of sitting in his word? Have you ever felt refreshment of being in his presence? And as much as possible, shutting off our brain that goes 100 miles per hour and being still and putting into prayer, saying, yeah, people are all writing over me. This pain is too much. This, this pressure is unreal. This confusion, this hopelessness is, is more than I can bear. I am going through fire. I am going through water. But I'm wanting to find rich fulfillment, not in this or that, but in you, me sitting in your lap, me embracing your love. If I asked you, you know, should we spend time with God every day? You would say, yes. I'm not going to focus on what that might look like. Like, there's diversity. It can be journaling, like what King David did. It could be sitting in silence. It could be the Agbeya. It could be the Bible. It could be a spiritual book. It could be, like I said, journaling. Just writing, I feel this, just like King David did. Now, we, we use him as prayer. Do we find rich fulfillment in this way? If, if you've learned anything from 2020, I promise you this. We say that we're always busy. <laughs> All of a sudden, we have tons of time. Now we realize it's, it's not a time issue. It's a time management issue. I have time. I just decide to fill it with other things. We're all busy. Re pandemic or non-pandemic, we're all busy. But we choose what to be busy with. We have time for another show, another episode. We all have time for that. But for us to find rich fulfillment, rich refreshment in him, it's easy to put that aside. I would encourage you. 
I'm not saying anything wrong with, with Netflix. I'm not saying anything wrong with this show or that. I'm not saying anything wrong with any of that. But do we find refreshment in the person who is the source of life? The one who has come to say, I have come to give you life and to give it to the fullest. The one who says, I chose you. You did not choose me. Do we sit with him in that way? Do we try to silence the noise of the world and in our phone to experience this? I'm not going to sit there and tell you, you know, read a chapter a day, do this or do that. But I, if you are, you have this in you, like, I want to, I just don't know where to begin. Like, I, I, I want to, but I, I just can't. Like, I, I can't get myself to, to, to do that. I wake up and I'm already checking my phone. I'm already feel like I'm behind on email. I already feel like I'm behind. If, if you struggle with that, I get it. I would encourage you. Tomorrow morning, let that be. Actually, forget tomorrow morning. How about now? For liturgy. For you to silence. I know we're always thinking, what am I doing after church? And when is this done? And I, I get all that. But for you to embrace his love. And to say, I believe that you are the truth. That I desire to abide in you. Not just this morning. Not just through communion. But communion in you every morning. There is this beautiful devotional. I'm not going to suggest a book because I get some of you might be like, I, I can't do a book and whatever, reminds me of school, whatever the case might be. Thank you. There is this book, a devotional. It's called A Faith Encouraged, a devotional guide to being orthodox on purpose. It is one page a day, so approximately 60 to 90 seconds a day. Of, uh, you read a, 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 sec, a segment of, of, of the Bible and then, uh, and then an orthodox meditation to it. It is your spiritual snack, your food, your breakfast for the morning to begin every day in that way. If you have a rhythm and a routine right now, I don't want you to change it. But maybe for some of us are like, I want to, but I just don't even know where to begin. I would encourage you to get this. There's a handful of them at the connection table. And even if we run out, you can get them online. If you don't got money for it, who cares, just take it. But I'm a big believer, a bought book is a red book. I really believe that, a bought book is a red book. But take it. If you have this zeal inside of you, if you have this, you know what, I, I, I need to. I would encourage you to, to, to pick up this book or see something else that resonates with you. There's no wrong, but find rich refreshment in him. I came across this verse this week, and I love it so much. God tells us this. Nathaniel, do not remember the former things, nor consider the things of old. Don't consider the, 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 your, your past sins, your, your past regrets. Don't consider that. Behold, God tells me, behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. Shall you not know it? I will even make a road in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. Your heavenly father tells you, yes, you may seem like you are in the desert, but I will bring a river in the midst of this desert. I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. Don't you know it? I will even make a road in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. God does not only want to bring a, 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 a river in the midst of a desert to what we're going through. He also wants to make us wine. He also wants to make us wine. This past Thursday, the church celebrated the feast of the wedding of Cana of Galilee, where Jesus took water and he brought it into a rich drink, a fulfilling drink. 
of wine. But do you know how you and I can be made into a rich drink? We have to be crushed. The grapes have to be crushed. It has to go through an immense process that takes time. This process takes time. Ask anybody that makes wine. I don't know of any, but I know it's not like you just like, you know, it's not Kool-Aid. You don't just mix two things and you got wine. It takes time. There is power in the process. There is life in the process. There is edification in the process. There is salvation in the process. You are being made into wine right now. I want you to see it that way. I know you understand you are being crushed. You get that. But do you see the end goal? Or you try to ease or you try to avoid the struggle by, by other outlets. But I don't want me to forget. I don't want you to forget that we are being crushed to be made into wine. And you know whose label is going to be on our bottle of wine of you and me? Our maker. His name goes on you and me for us to be made into this rich wine. That's not a dull, lame drink, but a refreshing drink that brings fulfillment. This is how you and I are designed to be. You are going through water. You are being drowned. You are going through fire. But no, your heavenly Father wants to make you and me into new wine. To him be 